0: Prayers are being answered. Children are being literally just released from bondage as you pray. And as you stand in the gap and you stand in authority. And you love your Savior and you tell him that he is worth it all. He is worth it all. Anything you've ever had to go through, he is worth it all. He is worth it all. Thank you, Lord God. You are worth it all. Thank you, Abba. Glory, glory, glory. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, somebody, shout out to the Lord. Give him the praise that he deserves. All praise, all glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Woo. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. We are so excited, we can't help ourselves. We're so in love with Jesus, we can't help ourselves. We don't care what the people think or say. We are so excited and in love with him. We can help ourselves. In other words, we're not going to remain silent. We're not going to be muted. Oh, no. That was a different day, but those days are gone. We are bold for him. Amen? And we're on fire, and we continue to receive the fire. We live on fire. We live on fire. We don't need to get, we don't, we don't need to, oh, Lord, send revival. We live on fire. Do I have a people that live on fire in this place? We live on fire. Thank you, Lord. That fire never burns out. That's a fire of the Holy Ghost. It never burns out. never runs dry. The more you stay in the word of God, the more that you stay in your prayer, in your prayer closet, and you live a life of prayer, the more that you see the fire of the Lord continue to grow and increase in you. Do you believe me? How many of you guys can testify? Oh, I don't only really believe you. I live this way. I live this way. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. We're so excited for what he, just, what, just his presence. Yeah. Just his presence is enough for me. Amen, right? Amen. I heard the wow. I heard that wow. Yeah, wow. I know. He just takes us into these, into his realm, right? Into these incredible spheres of his glory. And then we we, we do our best in operating out of those spheres of glory. And let me tell you, it's not always that easy because you just want to sit at his feet. You just, I, you know, he takes you into these spheres of glory and all you want to do is just worship and, and just sit at his feet. But he teaches you. He trains your hands for war, your fingers for battle. He teaches you how to literally go through and to give out even though you're just like oh i just want to worship you lord i just want to worship i just want to stop everything i just want to sit and he just teaches you how to move and minister in the anointing even when all you want to do is kiss his feet lay down and just (laughs) does anybody know what i'm talking about so good lord you're good and so pastor james and i talk about this quite often actually we talk about this often about the realm of glory that he takes us in i'm telling you and that realm changes us completely <laughs> all of us you know like we come into a service like this we you know our hearts are prepared the place is prepared like we come in, we pray ahead of time right and so we pray for all of you as well we pray we, we there's a lot of prayer that happens before we even before we even start with worship right and so there's a lot of preparation that comes about but i'm telling you the Spirit of the living God moves in and when he moves in and he does every time there is such a beautiful move of God's Spirit with power with love with fire and his glory just fills the place and when his glory fills the place come on when his glory fills the place everything changes everything changes we just walk in the glory of the Lord You know, he's the one that directs your steps. He tells you, say this, say that, pray this, that. He tells you all as well. You all of a sudden, you're like, wow, I feel different. I feel changed. Well, yes, because you just entered into a realm of God's glory. This realm of God's glory is what we're called to live in. We're called to live in this realm. We're called to not just occasionally visit. We're called to dwell, right, dwellers of his glory. We're called to dwell there. And so, you know, there's always distractions in the world to try to remove you from that place of God's glory. But you don't have to let it. You you know, you don't have to let it. You shouldn't let it. You should be very focused, like just, just one mind, one mind, one heart. And that is to say, Lord, I just want you. I want all of you. Yes, radical for Jesus. It doesn't matter what people think or say or what they understand or don't understand because, Lord God, I used to be one of them too. I get it. But at this point in time, Lord God, what you have done, I can't help but shout out from just the rooftops what the Lord has done. I can't help it. And we won't stop. We won't. We're too in love. We've gone too far. He's done too much. Amen. In our lives. And honestly, there's nothing to go back to anyways. What is there to go back to, guys? There's nothing to go back to anyways, because nothing compares. When you have tasted and seen how good the Lord is, you realize there is nothing that compares to his glorious presence, to his glorious presence in our lives. And I'm telling you, this is how we're called to live. We are called to live. For those of you that are waiting, when is she going to start the message? You missed it, because I'm already in it. Okay? So some of you are like, when is she going to start the message? The message is already started. The message was started when we hit the first drum when he played the first keys the message was already started when we sang the first hallelujah you just missed it because your mind is in an old mindset get your mind out of the old mindset and realize when you come you come into a place where God's spirit is being poured out so we get to receive from him at all times constantly because God is not I well as soon as they get to the word that's what I'm gonna pour out he's been poured and he's been pouring out, and he's been pouring out. The question is, are you receiving? Don't wait to sometime in the message, in this, sometime in the service where you can finally receive because you'll miss it. You'll miss it. You'll miss what God has for you. Let the hungry come and find him. Let the hungry come and be filled. Glory to God. Woo! She says, I'm good. Yeah, you're just receiving. Thumbs up on the floor, thumbs up, praise the Lord. At God's appointed time, the promise shall come to pass. It is at God's appointed time that the promise uh, promises shall come to pass. Let me try this side of the room. <laughs> it is at God's appointed time that his promises uh, are coming to pass right every promise that god has already spoken unto you there is a there is an appointed time say appointed time and i am not going to be discouraged because i know there is an appointed time Hallelujah. So when the promises that have been spoken unto you, and you know that there is an appointed time, in the meantime, what do you do? There is an appointed time, but in the meantime, you're going to praise your way. You're going to worship him. You're going to give him your all. In the meantime, in the meantime is so important as you're waiting for the promised time. In the meantime, what you do will determine what you receive at the promised time, the appointed time. Are we listening? Are we hearing? In the meantime, we get so focused on the promise that has been spoken, read, received, and then we wait for the fulfillment of that promise, but we sometimes forget the meantime. How about the meantime? How about the process? How about the meantime? What are you doing in the meantime? Because in the meantime, as you're waiting for the promises to be fulfilled, it is so critical that you position and posture yourselves in a way that's going to receive the fullness of God's promise and not just a little portion we didn't come to receive just a little portion we didn't come to say Lord I'm okay with just a little bit we said oh no I want it all Lord you said it it's promised to me so why would I not say yes to it all right in the meantime in the meantime In the meantime, we're going to remind ourselves that every word of God is true, that every word of God is pure. In the meantime, we're going to position ourselves and we're going to remind ourselves of the goodness of the Lord. In the meantime, we're going to position ourselves and say, Lord, it doesn't matter how long it takes for me to see it with my eyes because I know this one thing that I've already received it. So I'm going to act as if one that's already received it and I'm going to praise you and I'm going to thank you and I'm going to decree that God is good even when I don't fully see that promise come to pass yet. Because 2 Corinthians 1:20 says all the promises of God, all the promises of God in him. So every promise that God has promised you, every promise in Him, in Christ Jesus, okay? It is yes and in Him. It is amen. In Him. Yes and in Him. Amen. To the glory of God through us. Look at that scripture, 2 Corinthians 1.20. 2 Corinthians one twenty. All the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us through you through you so the promise of God which is actually already on the inside of you because the promiser lives on the inside of you Jesus is our Lord and our Savior so the promiser lives on the inside of us right so he so everything that he is everything that he comes to bring it's actually already within us the promises of God are In him are yes, and in him are amen. Every single promise. But the word of the Lord says, it says to the glory of God, through us. You guys got to realize something here. Yeah, I'm trying to make it plain. It is through you that the promises of God are going to actually come to pass. Through a believer that realizes, wow, the strength and the power of the Holy Ghost that lives and resides on the inside of me is literally walking with me so that through me, those promises come to pass because I trust in him. And some of you had your mindset off because you were waiting for God to do something. I'm going to wait for God to bring that promise to pass. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that um, as long as you haven't removed yourselves from the picture. In other words, God is also waiting on you because it's through you. Because the spirit of the living God lives in you. And the spirit of the living God wants to move through you. Are we getting this so when you get the promise and you get that promise in your spirit you know that as you as you come into agreement with that word of truth it is gonna come through a vessel that is filled with faith it is gonna come filled with a, a vessel that won't take no for an answer it is gonna be filled with a vessel that realizes I'm gonna partner with Christ and those promises are yes and amen through me because of Christ in me and that and Christ working through me amen so that ought to change some mindsets here in this room. That one scripture, that ought to change our mindsets. Instead of saying, Lord, I'm waiting, I'm looking on you. Say, Lord, how, wh- what am I doing to hold up the promise? Lord, show me where I'm holding up the promise. How do I partner with the Holy Ghost so that promises of God are yes and amen, through the glory of God, but through me? How do I, how do I partner with the Holy Ghost? You ask him that question. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Turn your Bibles to Acts 7, Acts 7 and 17, because it is at God's appointed time that the promises shall come to pass. It says, but when the time of the promise drew near, you know, that's all I read, and the Lord, like, like alarms were going off in the inside of me, you know, I, I, was, I felt the Holy Spirit when the time of the promise drew near. There is a when, there is a time, and the promise is drawing near. When the time of a promise drew near, which God had sworn, I got to that part, which God had sworn, and I said, my God, Lord, forgive us when we doubt. He swore this. His word is good as gold, even better, even better. It never fails. He swore his promises. He has literally made a covenant contract with you, with his believers. It's a covenant. He's a covenant-keeping God. These promises, which are yes and amen, through the glory of God through us, he is saying that at the appointed time, these promises shall come to pass because God is not a man that he should lie. So that should give some confidence and some encouragement i tell you the whole word of god is alive but when the time of the promise drew near which god had sworn to abraham the people grew and multiplied in egypt there's a promise there's a promise and there is a time an appointed time an appointed time for this promise to come to pass thank you father but when that time of the promise draws near to us uh, just as he swore to Abraham to Abram but just as he swore to him and he also the same promises are yes and amen unto you father I thank you that we receive those promises because even in your word in numbers 23 and 19 God is not a man that he should nor a son of man that he should change his mind God's not changing his mind God is the same Yesterday, today, and forever. God is the same. Say, God is the same. He is the same. Lord, I thank you that you were saying. So, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. And in the NIV, it says, does he speak and not act? Does he speak and not act? No, of course not. Does he promise and not fulfill? Of course not. There was a day when I grabbed a hold of the truth of this scripture and i'm telling you when revelation hits you it comes alive and it changes the way you think it changes the way you feel it changes everything within you when i read this part now i typically read from the new king james at that time i was reading from the new from the niv and it is worded like this in the niv so this is the way i memorized it and it says does he speak and not act and i read that part and i thought wow lord that's true when you speak something you also act that thing out you bring it to pass you bring it to pass so in every area of my life that I don't see that thing that you've already spoke, I don't see that thing to, brought to pass, the problem is not on God's end. I need to be able to be at one that's fiery in the word that says, I'm holding on to these promises. They are yes and amen. Lord, you are always the same, never changing, and you will bring it to pass because you spoke it, simply because he spoke it. See, people make it too difficult. He spoke it. He spoke it. Because he spoke it, he also acts it out. Because he promised it, he also fulfills it. Oh, there's so many things right there. You can just take that one scripture. You can take this one scripture in Numbers um, Numbers 23, 19, and you can take this, and you can stand on it, and you will be like, wow, Lord, this changes everything within me. When I see, and I believe you're seeing, I believe there's revelation that's being given out today because, you know, you've heard this verse many times. It's not that we've never read this verse. It's not that we've ever never, I've never preached from this verse many times actually, but then there becomes that one time where the scales just come off. There comes that one time where you understand there are the promises of God are yes and amen, but I'm going to partner with God, remember, through me, Remember, remember through me. I'm going to partner with God because through me, these promises are coming to pass because he lives in me. He's coming to pass. And I also will never doubt God at his word. Never doubt God at his word. You read it in the word of God. You found the promise or he spoke something to you personally. Never doubt God at his word. It's the enemy that wants you to doubt him. It's the enemy that wants you to doubt and say, oh, wow, you know what? It's not happening. It's too long. It's too difficult. It's too hard. Never doubt God at his word. Never, never doubt him. Thank you, Father. Now, I want you to turn your Bibles to Genesis 15. Because it is true, at God's appointed time, the promise shall come to pass. So in, in Genesis 15 and verse five, it says, then he brought him outside and he said, now this is God speaking to Abram, now look toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. He believed in the Lord. He said, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to do what? To do what? Inherit, Inherit it. Count the stars if you are able. Count the stars if you are able. We are not able count the stars if you are able and then he said so shall your descendants be he gave him the promise right there he gave him the promise right there the promise which is which is huge count the stars if you were able although you, you're not able <laughs> which means how much how much greater is God's goodness in your life how much greater God it didn't just promise to Abram he's promising these promises to us as well why? We get to be recipients of the promises of God, every promise of God, right? We get to be recipients. So here we see the promise. Now I want you to turn uh, to Genesis 15, but uh, verse 13. So we're at, we're at Genesis 15, but look at verse 13 because here's the challenge. You know, you'll, you'll receive a promise, but then you got you to realize the challenge is right on the heels of that promise. Look at verse 13. And then he said to Abram, know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs wait he just said count the stars if you are able so shall your descendants be we hear that word we hear a word from god and we're like wow thank you lord that's awesome so powerful thank you so much and you think it's going to happen tomorrow right and then the challenge verse 13 then he said to abram know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them and they will afflict them 400 years here is a prophecy from god how do you like that for a prophecy but it's true he is telling them unless you understand that unless you go through the wilderness uh, you will never be material to hang on to the promise Unless you understand that the cutting and the pruning and, and, and the removing is literally just to prepare you so that you could be a vessel that is wide enough, large enough, deep enough to contain the promise. Amen. And Like I've told you before, stop cursing your trial. Stop cursing your trials. Because it's in and through the challenges of life that God is causing you to rise up and be that man or that woman of God that you're gonna be able to hang on to contain what he has and then give it out because otherwise people don't know hang on how to hang on to what they received because they don't have the backbone we need to have the backbone of God to stand firm And to say, I don't care how long, there's seed, time, and harvest. Whatever, however long, it's seed, time, and harvest. People say seed time. It's seed time and harvest. Yeah, but there's seed, there's time, and then there's harvest. Not just seed time. People just kind of rush through the time part. But it's the time part that's causing you to be timeless in him. We want to be timeless in him. But you got to go through the process, the challenge. And that's point number two. It's the the, the challenge. He promised them that they would be what? For 400 years? Enslaved. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you, Lord. The things you learn in the valley, the changes in you that are made in the valley. Keep you as one that has nothing of you but all of him in the mountaintops. That's what we want. To be vessels that say, oh, thank you, Lord. I've been through this before. So here we go again. Lest you think it's just one trial. Lest you think it's just one valley. Thank you, Lord. Been through this before. Thank you, Lord. I know how to keep my eyes on Jesus. I know how to kiss the feet of Jesus through it all through it all because he's taught us and he continues to teach us and he continues to bring us deeper in him no matter what and guess what happens to us we become more on fire we become more and more people that have a backbone that are standing strong with the lord and we will not quit and we will not fall apart no matter what we will not fall apart because he holds us together and we've learned how to hang on to the word of truth. That doesn't lie and doesn't change. So let's look at number three, the process. The challenge is one thing. Okay, now the process. Turn your Bibles to Exodus in chapter one. And in verse seven, to start with seven. Now it says, but the children of Israel were fruitful, and they increased abundantly, multiplied, and they grew exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. So they started to increase. They started to multiply. No matter how bad, bad was, they just increased and multiplied, which was also a fulfillment of the promise. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph, and he said to his people, look, the, the people of the children of Israel, are more and they are mightier than we. See, so you can't beat down a believer that refuses to be beat down. Okay. Bottom line, Amen. why do you refuse to be beaten down? Because your eyes are on Jesus, because you've seen his faithfulness. And so here, they were getting afraid. They're like, oh, my goodness, they're, they're, getting, they're, they're growing too much in numbers. There's too many of them. They're mightier than us. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply. And it happen in the, in the event of war that they also join our enemies and fight against us. And so shall go up and go out of the land. Uh, therefore, what did they do? They said... They set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens. Oh, my goodness. Here they are. They're doing the work, and they're being afflicted even more. They're being afflicted. Why? Because they they couldn't stop them. They didn't know how to shut this, these people down because there's a favor of God upon these people, and there's a favor of God upon you. The favor of God is upon you. So no matter how bad you think it is, you have the favor of God. Stop focusing on the bad and look at the favor. Look at the favor. Focus on the favor. Say, I'm so favored. I'm so favored of God. I'm so favored. The favor of God lasts a lifetime. It's not just favor for a moment. It's the favor of God that lasts a lifetime. So no matter what taskmaster tries to, you know, come against me, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to keep on keeping on. Look at verse 12. But the more that they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. Let that be your testimony let that be your testimony the more that they afflicted them the more they multiplied and grew but look at the rest of that verse verse 12 just look at the rest of the verse and they were in dread of the children of Israel they were in dread of the very people that they were supposed to be over they were in dread of the very people that they were trying to subdue This is your lot. Let them be in dread of you. Let the enemy be in dread. Let him just dread. Let him regret. Let him be like, wow, should have never touched her. Wow, should have never touched him. Wow, should have never touched their families. Wow. That's the kind of people we need to be. Let the enemy be in dread of you. Because you do have a backbone because you're strong in him because you're standing for Christ and you're not gonna back down because this is not your first rodeo because you have been through this before again and again and again right amen but you're not going around the same mountain you're not just going around the same mountain not learning your lessons oh no you're going higher you're going deeper you're getting stronger. You're becoming more and more and more a dread to the enemy. Because the promises of God are yes and amen for the glory of God through us. God needs you. We know that God doesn't need, like, theologically, does he really need? No, of course He's God all by himself. But does he choose to work through people? Absolutely. Hallelujah. Will you be a vessel that he can work through? <laughs> yes. yes. Absolutely. Because we will not disqualify ourselves simply because we heard the promise, but then there became a challenge, and then there was this process. Process is good. People go, Oh, the process. No, process is good. It's the only way that the oil becomes becomes that pure olive oil. It's The process is the only way that that oil becomes so rich and so expensive, so costly, so valuable. It's the process that made it valuable. If it had omitted that process, it wouldn't be what we all want. right? We go and you go, I want that extra virgin oil. I want that extra virgin olive oil. Right? Because we know, we know how good it is. But the process is what caused it to be that. And the same is true in our lives. Let's go back to Acts. Acts 7. And verse 20. We start with verse 20. At this time, Moses was born and was well-pleasing to God. And he was brought up in his father's house for three months. But when he was set out, Pharaoh's daughter took him. Away, and brought him up as her own son. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was mighty in words and deeds. Look at verse 23. Now, when he was 40 years old, it came into his heart, not when he was 10, not when he was 20, or 30, or even 39, It says, when he was 40 years old, when he was 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel, at the appointed time, it will come into your heart the very thing that's going to set you free. At the appointed time, it will come into your 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 son, your daughter, your spouse, whoever you're believing for. At the appointed time, it will come into their hearts uh, to set them free. There is an appointed time, uh, and you are not the one that's to judge when that time is. Because some people go, why is this taking so long? Why is this taking so long? Moses, Moses was 40 years old, but at the appointed time when he was 40, it came into his heart to go and to visit his brethren. Because he was raised up in Pharaoh's court, trained and skilled and making this point. Because... The same is true for us. There is an appointed time. And at that appointed time, revelation opens up. What do we do in the meantime? In the meantime, what do we do in the meantime? We focus, we pray, we worship, we honor, we stay in faith. But at the appointed time, and there is an appointed time. At the appointed time, there's the release. There is the promise. The problem is, is some people don't wait for that appointed time. They fall off. They go, This doesn't work. Christianity doesn't work. They've been deceived. They have been deceived. And you probably know some of them too. People that started off with the fire and the passion of God, but have fallen off. And their testimony is, It doesn't really work. I don't need that crutch. I don't need that crutch. There is an appointed time because God is not a man that he will lie. The appointed time, when that appointed time comes, look, here he was. He's in Egypt. But all of a sudden, the spirit of the living God breathed upon him. And now this idea popped in his head. Didn't have it before. He didn't have it before. Now all of a sudden, this revelation. Don't you know God works the same way with us? But he's also looking at us to say, are they ready? Because my words are pure. Are they ready for me to deposit what I want to deposit into them? Because I don't want it to fall on deaf ears. Are they ready? He's saying, are you ready? Are we ready? And so we are to be ones that make ourselves ready. Make yourselves ready. Prepare yourselves. Be ready. In season and out of season. Be ready. Be people that walk ready. We're going to be people that walk ready. Amen? So at the appointed time, it will come to pass. At the appointed time, God will speak to that son or that daughter of yours. And they'll hear it. At the appointed time. At the appointed time, the prayers that you've been praying for and the things that you know, you believe God. But God, you said. But God, you said this. And I'm standing and I'm believing. And sometimes it's difficult. But there is an appointed time, and at that appointed time, the spirit of the living God will breathe life, and it's a green light, and you will be ready. Amen. You will not be caught off guard. Amen. And I'm speaking that over you prophetically, and I'm believing that you're in agreement. Yes. Yes. Amen? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. So we have the promise. Yes. We have the challenge. We have the process. And we're, we're getting to the fulfillment. So now let's go to uh, 35 and 36 and hear the fulfillment. It says, this Moses, whom they rejected. Oh, so what? So they reject you. Honestly, all I have to tell you is get over it. Just get over it. Okay? The best of the best have been rejected, that being Jesus. So this Moses, whom they rejected, saying, who made you a ruler and a judge is the one God sent to be ruler and the deliverer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. This Moses, whom they rejected, saying, who made you a ruler and a judge? That's what they told him. Who made you? Who do you think you are, Moses? Who made you the ruler? Who made you the judge? No, he was. God appointed him. That's who. God appointed me. God appointed you. That's who. God appointed him to be that deliverer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush he brought them out after he had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness for 40 years Moses who was drawn out of the waters Moses who was a prophet of God Moses who heard the Word of God literally was the fulfillment and God said I will work through you to bring this promise to pass and the Israelites though they have some couldn't understand and some fell off and some never entered in but yet god has his remnant and his elect will always stand firm and we are the elect of god the fulfillment the promise that was given to abram the beginning of this message the promise that was given to abram was fulfilled through moses abraham wasn't he was even alive to see it God brought them out with signs and wonders. This promise that was spoken to, to Abram, he got to see some of it, but it was fulfilled through this man of God. And he didn't even get to see all of it. But how about you? We don't have to make the same mistakes. We don't we get the benefit. Of having the word of God we have the benefit of being able to read this word and live it out we have the benefit of believing God we get to believe God every word we get to believe God that the that when he promises us something like he promised and in Joseph, and it said that that promise of God worked in and through him, worked some things out of him. I'm going to turn to that scripture. Look. Yeah, Psalm 105, in, starting in verse 17, he sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They, they hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons until the time that his word came to pass the word of the Lord tested him until the time that the word came to pass the word of the Lord until the time that that promise came to pass he tested him don't you all be shouting me down right now because I said you're going to be tested we're all going to be tested but it's a good thing say it's a good thing because I want to come out I want to come out, to that, that, just that pure gold, tried, that beautiful pure silver, tried in the furnace seven times, uh, yes. so strong in Jesus. Yes. If somebody tells you that is not Christianity, tell them to open up their Bible and to read it. Because it is. Yes. But it's good because he's good. And there is nothing in this world that can take from you when you have tasted and seen how good he is. Yeah. There's nothing. matter. No, I'm not saying you don't go through pain. We do. We absolutely do. I'm not saying you don't go through trials. Of course we do. In this life, you're going to have tribulation. But we get to be of good cheer because he's overcome. Amen. And because he's overcome, so are we, overcomers. We too are overcomers. Amen. So let the goodness of the Lord that we know that we've tasted and seen. Lord, let our hearts be always focused on your presence, on your goodness, Lord God. Father, we thank you that you are so faithful to us. And Lord, when you give us a promise... We're so grateful, but we also know, Lord God, that there are stages to that promise, and that promise will try us, that promise will test us, but, Lord, that promise is also going to make us be somebody that's going to be able to stand firm to not only receive it, to be one also that gives it out. So, Lord, I thank you for the promises of God that are yes and amen. I thank you, Lord God, that you you teach us, Lord God, by your Holy Spirit, and, Lord God, even in throughout the teaching, the testing, throughout that time, the learning, Lord God, we get to preach. You through it all. We get to honor and adore you through it all. And all that does is fuel us for more. It just fuels us for more. Everything you have to go through, you will be fueled, literally fueled, with the power of God when you just make um, worship and spending time in His Word a daily practice. You will be fueled with the power of God even as you're going through whatever you're going through to the promise. Amen. Give God the glory. Come on, somebody shout out. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord God. Hallelujah.